Welcome to Gilmore Boys. This is season one, episode one. I need to find the temporary folder where it's storing all this bullshit. For those that are listening, we actually have just started the very first Gilmore Boys uh, podcast, and to, to our credit, and and to to the absolute perfect understanding of who I am and who Adam is, this is this is it. Um, Adam is neurotic. I am oh. neurotic, and Adam is currently checking the temp folder. I, uh, I have to. There, there's because he doesn't trust us. I don't. I don't. Uh, fuck. All right. We're, you know, I I can't find it, but there is a temporary. You know, you know we're, I'm I'm going with. I'm. It's okay. It's fine. It's fine. All right. Is that it? Is that our first? That, is that our? <laughs> is that our neurotic opening? That yeah yeah. That, it's gotta be. All right. So. So to bring everyone up to speed, then, uh, I work in software, as does Adam. This is the very first episode of Gilmore Boys, and the issue here is that as we first tried our recording software not only 10 minutes ago, as we started our first episode right now, uh, Adam's a little afraid that it's not recording, and so he had to check files to make sure we're actually recording. It doesn't get any dorkier than that. (laughs) So, anyways. Anyway, we are... In our first episode of Gilmore Boys, welcome. Uh, this is James hey Valent. And my name is Adam Ball. Wow, that was... I, I turned myself on a little bit there, but that's okay. It's all right. Yeah, Adam doesn't actually sound like this in real life. That's the... No, I'm... That's like I'm using... Our saving I'm, grace. I'm using software to, to smooth out my voice. Understood. Dude, As I, you should. I, 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 I feel like a fucking morning DJ right now. Can we can we just talk about mm-hmm. some 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 nineties and early two thousands um, ladies in the northeast of America being sassy and awesome? Can we talk about like, that? Like ladies in their nineties? No, 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 no. In the well, I mean they could be in their nineties. I'm I'm not sure, but I'm talking about Lorelai and Rory. I, I don't know who the hell you're talking about. Oh sure 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 sure. Um, yeah, we can do that. So let's let's put the preface out there for what this is. What is Gilmore Boys? What the hell are you listening to right now? Why are you getting into this in the first place? I, I so, don't know. This is um, what. You... I, okay. I do. Oh okay. okay. You go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, no 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 no. After you, sir. This is what's up. I never watched Gilmore Girls when it was on ever. I don't know, Adam. Did you ever watch it when it was on? Oh hell no. Okay. That was, mu- so, that was much too cool for that. Per- sure. Of course, sure. So, m- my wife decides to start watching it on Netflix because she grew up watching it. She watched every episode. And, and as I started watching it with her, I kind of realized, holy shit, this is kind of an awesome show. But I'm not mm-hmm. really ready to admit to it. Mm-hmm. And so, I text Adam. I'm I'm in San Diego. Adam is in Phoenix. And I said, Adam... Holy crap! Have you ever watched this this show? It's kind of rad. And Adam said, "Um, no, not no, wanting yeah, she, to he... not wanting to admit the fact that my <laughs> wife had just started watching it, and I had caught little bits and pieces. And I thought to myself, this show is kind of awesome. But very tentatively, I said, no, nah, no. But you know what? What's up? <laughs> are, are you watching it? So we we decided together that we both." love the show mm-hmm. i decided to watch it at will with my wife and then i decided that it is the ultimate girl show in that mm-hmm. and i'm not putting it down but it is 
every aspect of the show is written from a girl's point of view, and that's great. It should be. And in many ways, I kind of consider it the girl's version of Seinfeld. Um, there's a lot of quirkiness, as we'll talk about. But um, I don't know. It's just about relationships. It's not really about anything. It's about a mother and a daughter, but I don't know. It's kind of just about this town and all these r- random people. So that's what we're doing. We are going through episode by, by episode. Uh, and we're starting today with the pilot, season one, episode one, from a male's point of view. And our goal is not to put down Gilmore Girls. It's not to make fun of anybody that's a fan, because honestly, we're fans too. Mm-hmm. And it's really just to give you uh, our point of view. As men, we're we're kind of fucking weird, I'll be honest, mm-hmm. in, in so many different ways, as, as I'm sure all of you guys are. I think every Gilmore Girls fan is kind of a fucking weirdo in and of their own right. Yeah. And uh, that's it. So let me start with a disclaimer really quick. Uh, these views do not represent Warner Brothers, Gilmore Girls, uh, the cast of Gilmore Girls, anybody that ever wrote for Gilmore Girls, anybody that was ever um, a PA or held a boom mic on Gilmore Girls, anybody that has ever set up a backdrop in Stars Hollow, et cetera, et cetera. This is me and Adam only. This does not a f- just don't come after us from a, a litigious standpoint, please. We just, we don't have the money for that shit. Litigious, wow, that's a litigious. That's a nice word. What's that? All right, is that our our our? Can can we start this thing? We can start it. All right. That's that's all I wanted to say. That, that's all you wanted to say. That's it. Episode okay. one's done. Yeah, we're done. Okay. Episode one. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to start. Um, with Luke, because Luke, um, I, uh, I, I think you can agree he's putty from Seinfeld. Can, can we just get that mm-hmm. out of the way? He he is putty from Seinfeld. There there's no he two is, ways about it. And what's shitty is that I, I texted you that. Oh When God. I texted you that, I, I, I'm a huge Seinfeld fan, as is Adam, and I realized that I had said, "Hey, he's Duffy," and you were like, "What? The, who the hell's Duffy?" And I'm like, "Duffy, Duffy. man." Um, yeah, I forgot Putty's name, so yeah, he's Putty or whatever. Did you know? You know, I looked at IMDb the other day. He's only in like twelve mm-hmm. episodes. How is that possible? Wait, He's... Luke? No, 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 <laughs> no, Putty, man. Oh, um, <laughs> I don't it's know. Like Luke's in every episode. Man. I know, I know. Hold on, I, I need, I need to figure this out because obviously, well, while you're. This, this is about Seinfeld. So he, dude, he's only in ten episodes of Seinfeld. Putty? There's yeah. some pretty great episodes. I know, and the thing is. The ones they show on cable, he's always on. Does that mean I've been watching the same ten episodes of Seinfeld for a few years? Probably. Probably. Anyways, well, I wanted to start off um, with an awesome Yeah, go ahead. Quote. I'm sorry. Oh, no, it's okay. Um, so, uh, Rory and Lorelai are eating at Luke's place. And uh, he, he walks over to the table with two hamburgers, drops it on the table... Doesn't say anything. Looks both in the eyes and goes, "Red meat can kill you." Enjoy, <laughs> and then walks away. <laughs> and and mind mind you, this was just after like the super mega caffeine addled ramblings of Lorelai. So you know it, mm-hmm. it's it, it, it's a wonderful. Uh, I you know I, I think Luke is my spirit animal. You know every every mm-hmm. time that I I see him, I'm like, you know what? That that's pretty much how I would behave in that situation. Well- I would hope it wouldn't be Taylor. <laughs> so, <laughs> wait, is that just... is that like the the lovable badass that Rory's in love with? Is that Taylor? No, God, that's Dean. 
D. No, no, no. So ta- let's let's yeah, let's bring people up to speed. Okay, yeah. Adam's already lost. I'm already D- lost. D- Dean Dean is, and we'll, actually, I can go go through a summary here in a second of of episode one, so everybody knows what's going on. But uh, okay. Taylor is the town. I don't know. He's like that. He's like the town mayor or whatever. Okay. And he's the guy that's always like trying to give out free ice cream and like he he works next door to Luke. Do you know the one I'm talking about? I have. No we don't. I don't think we meet about. him. Well, fair enough. So we don't I've, meet. I've him literally in only one. watched one episode. So uh, oh. aside aside from the bits and pieces I've seen uh, of my wife watching. Um, well, so that's so. good to know. Let's get something out of the way then, because I I have watched a bunch in the future, and I'm going to take this podcast as I've never watched any. So I might make a slip every now and then. So that sucks. But okay. All right. All right. Cool. Fair cool. Cool. Enough. Go ahead. Uh, no, I'm I'm waiting for your synopsis. Let's do that. All right, let's give a quick synopsis, and then we can actually chat about this. So, episode one, as Adam said, Luke is in the diner. Uh, Luke brings over some food, and we introduce Lorelai. Now, Lorelai is a single mother. She's in her, I don't know, 30s-ish, something like that. Yeah. But she's yeah. got to be, actually, because we actually learned that Rory is... Ah, Lorelai is 32, because we learned that Rory is 16, and Lorelai had Rory when she was 16. Mm-hmm. And uh, during the first scene, we find out that, uh, or we don't find out, we, we see a guy, he's just some dude, and he comes up to Lorelai and he hits on her. She blows him off, and I see that as a huge introduction for her just independence and her kind of whimsicality. Now, then we start to just do character intro from there. We meet Lane. Lane is uh, Rory, again, Lorelai's daughter. Lane is uh, her Korean friend. She's super spunky and funny. And, and has a hilarious her... mother has a hilarious mother who is overbearing oh, yeah. and always tries to set her up with Asian doctors um, as like, you know, kind of like a date thing. We meet Suki, the chef. So Lorelai works in like a bed and breakfast. Suki is the chef and she is played by Melissa McCarthy, who's got a huge thing going now in Hollywood. Oh, and, shit. That's why she looked familiar. Yep. Oh, yep. man. And then, uh, so... the. The big arc of the of the episode, once we kind of do some you know character introductions and things like that, is that Lorelai learns that Rory gets into uh, Chilton uh, Preparatory School. It's a prestigious like high school type deal, mm-hmm. and it'll pave the way for Ivy League schools. And so she just got in. The problem is she's a single mom, and she has to pay the tuition immediately. And so her parents are very wealthy. She has to go and talk to her parents and get the money from them. And the problem is, is that they have a history because they kind of, I wouldn't say they disowned her, but there's been a rift after Lorelai got pregnant at 16. They were, you know, these are these well-to-do people, etc. So she goes and asks for the money and she asks and completely has intentions to pay it back. And they give it to her, but the conditions are you have to have a weekly dinner with us, which is not precedented right now. And she's got to have a weekly call home to just basically talk about how Rory's doing in school. Mm-hmm. And so she relents. She she doesn't want to, but she does it. Now, so. an, an important point is that she also states that she wants to know what's going on in Lorelai's life. So that, I, I always, mm. re- I, I kind of read into that as, as you know, she, she obviously still cares about her daughter, but there's a lot of history. So she's, mm-hmm. she's sort of using this situation to, to get into her daughter's life. Yeah, that's true. Now is she an and, old, is she the only um, yeah. child? Okay, just mm-hmm. want to get that out mm-hmm. of 
So yep, she's yep. the only child. Um, and we know that actually because at the end of the episode or, or towards the end at the actual first dinner, it pans up and shows like a, a painting of the three, the mother, the daughter, and Lorelai. Oh, so, or the right. mother, the father, okay. and Lorelai. Yep. Yep. Um, let's see. Now, quick other – just to wrap up the synopsis really quick and then we'll, we'll get into it. Uh, Dean. Dean is the new guy from Chicago. He's new in town. He's kind of mysterious, but not really. He's just some dude. And uh, he's got a big crush on Lorelai. He watches her like a creep and confronts her mm-hmm. and tells her that he watches her. And she's kind of way taken aback by this. And then later on, Rory confronts Lorelai and says, yo, I've met Dean. I'm having second thoughts. Well, no, she doesn't admit that it's Dean. She's like, I'm just having second thoughts about going to a prep school. This is... No, and her mom drags it out of her, and she basically finds out that yes, it was a, it's a boy that's holding me back. And Lorelai tries to explain to her, look, I was 16, I know all about guys, and I got pregnant at 16, and that was a great thing that I wouldn't, you know, reverse. But school's way more important, and they they go on and on about that, and then they go to the first dinner at the mo- the mother and father's house. It goes a little rough. They get into kind of background info about you know, the relationship and the rift, but you can tell it kind of ends up decently. And then at the end, it ends in Luke's diner. Luke, Luke is the proprietor of said diner. Um, and, uh, he, he tells Lorelai that, um, or no, he doesn't tell Lorelai shit. What am I talking about? Uh, Rory and Lorelai talk together and Lorelai basically tries to prod out of Rory, like, tell me about this guy. And she won't. And then it, it fades to music and it's all very cute. And that's the end of episode one. So it's it's really just all about character development. We're just setting up the scene for who these people are. So so one one detail I'd like to dig into, if you'll notice, after the fight, they are both listening to the same Macy Gray CD and the same song. Macy Gray? Yeah, Macy Gray. <laughs> if if you'll remember, um, in Luke's uh, diner. One of the first things um, Rory says to Lorelai is that, um, you know, I can't find my Macy Gray, CD, Macy Gray CD. And she goes, oh, I stole it. And she pulls it out of her mammoth purse. Um, so, yeah, there, there's just a... Also, I, I want to bring up that that's likely a technical foul-up because that whole, that whole thing was precedent on the fact that there was one Macy Gray CD between the two of them. And at the end of the episode, they were using two distinct Macy Gray CD. I just, I just want to point that out. All that's right. fucked, Gilmore Girls. I know. Gilmore Girls I know. writers, that's fucked. Are we supposed to believe and... that there is a version of the pilot where two Macy Grays <laughs> exist in the same? I, you know, I, I don't. I, 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 it's, it, it's, it's I, disappointing. I would prefer that there is a deleted scene somewhere wherein. <laughs> They go to Best Buy, you know, the one in <laughs> Stars Hollow, and they get a second copy of the Macy Gray CD. And, and By and the they, way, like, bond over it. <laughs> yeah, 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 of course, of yeah, course. Of course. I have to say, if Macy Gray, you're listening, I love you. I think you, I don't think you do enough in music. I, I really mean that. Uh, I especially liked you on that Fatboy Slim track, and uh, you should do a little bit more. Um, so, side note, we are starting a Macy Gray fan podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, it is called Macy's Day, um, and the first episode will be coming out in the new year, so look for that. Yep. Absolutely, um, and actually, Macy's is sponsoring us. Not Macy Gray, but Macy's, Macy's the department store. the department store. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, um, so can we... So can, I, let, let's talk about Dean for a second. On. So, 
So the, the first scene that we see of Dean is the stereotypical 90s dude leaning against a post and looking into the middle distance aloof. It, it, it's the same character as like Hyde from that 70s show or something, but in a 90s format. That you know, Before you figure out he's actually a, a decent person, you're just like, oh, who the hell is this guy? Well, I haven't... Okay, so I haven't watched that 70s show, but I know the lean, and I have to say I've done the lean um, oh, probably like in late middle school. It doesn't do shit. I did the you, lean today. I did, I, what you yeah, but you're about? married. Uh, yeah, and I'm married. I know. It doesn't really count, does it? My my wife is in the back room, but I should go just do a lean after this and see what happens. <laughs> I don't think much. She's just going to be like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. That's, but so, Dean so, gets away with it. Oh. Oh, absolutely. Dean, and, hey, Dean can lean. <laughs> All right. <laughs> So, so, so also the, the, the first exchange between Dee and Ro- uh, Dean and Rory, yeah, you find Rory completely tongue-tied, which up to this point, she's never tongue-tied. So, you know, with the five minutes of background you have in this girl, you realize... <laughs> Are you letting out that you've seen other episodes? Um, yeah, I have seen other episodes. Yeah, there you go. There's, <laughs> there's, no, there's no way you know this in five minutes, man. I know, I know. All right. Uh, so you've seen up there. So, um, so anyways, so so one so one important phrase that Rory utters, um, she's asking Dean, "Well, where are you from?" And Dean goes, "Well, I'm from Chicago." And and her um, response was, "Chicago, windy, Oprah." Wonderful response. Yeah. We've had those responses, and and the other thing too is. is that is, sorry, did I cut you off? Is there more? Oh, no. Or was that just the... So, that response, I heard it, I saw it, whatever. And uh, it's funny because as I watched um, Gilmore Girls for probably like the first episode that I watched it, not this episode, but another one I just caught up, caught up caught in random, um, I just immediately jumped to like a Family Guy sequitur of them making fun of Gilmore Girls, and I'm pretty sure that they have done that. I can't remember. Oh, but, uh, I, yeah. I, I know which one it is. You, it, it, it's they're in talking the, quick. It's, it's, right? Yeah, it, it's in the first three seasons because I've seen, like, every episode of the first three seasons of Family Guy way too much because, you know, that's what you did in college. And, the and those were the best ones. Oh, absolutely. Um, what the fuck was I talking about? Oh, yeah, they're, they're, they're sitting on a couch, and they're just going back and forth, and they're making witty comments, and then they start making out. And then it and then it cuts out. So that yeah. makes sense. I mean, but I mean, that's that's exactly what their whole dialogue. The whole dialogue is written like Aaron Sorkin from like you know uh, the Social Network, but like funny instead of just fucking Jesse Eisenberg being <laughs> an idiot and just like yeah. Yeah. like it's funny. But the, it's totally this like I'm really whimsical. I am too. I'm yeah, whimsical. It, yeah, you, that's, you, yep. you you pretty much just described it right there. But it's good. I'm not making fun of it. But the, I mean, there there's something to it. But Funny enough, I didn't plan for this segue. It just organically happened, and this is the magic of podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of Family Guy, Alex Borstein is in this first episode. So okay. Alex Borstein. So Adam, so so two questions. One, yep. who the fuck is Alex Borstein? Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what what is that person's relation to Family Guy? So Alex Borstein. And you're about to go, oh my god, is Lois Griffin. Oh, okay. Exactly. Okay. Called it. Yeah. And she's the harp player. She's the sassy oh. harp. Oh. 
Yeah. Oh man, I can totally see that. I liked her. <laughs> I liked her. I liked the whole like go between between her and Lorelai saying, you know, like it's, it's like, did you ask for a great heart player? It's like yes. Um, did you ask for a good customer service agent? No. <laughs> yeah. Basically, she said, "Then leave me the fuck alone." Yeah. <laughs> With, yeah. Without actually saying that. That's interesting. I didn't know that. That's wow. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, before we go further, before we go further, I gotta say, there's two characters, which we have been introduced to in this episode mm-hmm. that we have not mentioned. Okay. And I mean this. I don't. I'm not trying to be poignant but it's the truth the first character is that title music now the first thing that we actually hear if you want to get down to brass tacks is the laws version of there she goes that doesn't say it wasn't the actual gilmore girls theme the pilot started out with there she goes and and you took it one step further to figure out which cover it was which bravo of course you're welcome i actually love that song it's really good but it's a good song it is. But the title is by Carol King, which I didn't know my wife pointed out. I've never been a folk fan personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's Carol King's Where You Lead. And now I have to say, not only is it a complete character in the show, because we're waiting. Every show starts out with the first five minutes of just some kind of anecdote a la Cheers. Yeah. And then we're waiting for that Carol King song. And I will dance around the room when that thing comes on. Um <laughs> And then that's just kind of like, uh, it's like a, it's like an old friend. I'm so excited when that sign comes on, and that's that's definitely a character, as much of a character, as you know, stars that, hollow. That, that that is an that is an excellent point because when I when I hear that song, I immediately start thinking of like um, the show Felicity for some reason. I, I start thinking about like know. like I know like '90s throw pillows. And like hot chocolate, <laughs> and like Epsom, yeah. Epsom boards—is that what those are called? What's when, Epsom you're, board? when you're doing your nails, the, the you know. Oh yeah. I, I'm. Th- uh, I, it gives me. It gives me this like sleepover huggy feeling, and it's great. That's if, what the show is. It's if, a if it gives you a dancey feeling, I mean, that's even better. But it gives me the whole like, oh man, let's sit around and let's dish. I'm not talking dancey like. I'm not like jump up and down like it's Bowie time. I'm talking like oh, okay. it's it's sleepover and I'm kind of like closing my eyes, smiling, waving my head back and forth. It's it's like it's my old friends back in town. I'm oh. so stoked. Oh, but but the second character is Stars Hollow. Okay. So Stars Hollow is the town they live in, and I'll be honest with you, and this is maybe maybe something we should chat about really quick. I am a metropolitan guy. I think. <laughs> I think Manhattan is the greatest city on the face of the earth. I can't stand small towns. I can't still stand the country. Blah, 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 blah. And so it's weird, though, because if you put me in a real small town, I'd be like, fuck these people. But Stars Hollow? I love it. I want to be there. I want to move there. I want... I, I actually would move there and get involved in that community and not... You know, you you would move there, and you would open up an artisanal olive oil shop. That's what you would do. Oh, what was that? You, Say that again, Adam. You you would you would move to Stars Hollow and open up an artisanal olive oil shop. That that that's what I'm picturing right now. The way you're saying that means that that's what you want to do. 
That's what's up. Was it was it that was it that thinly veiled? <laughs> it was because I totally wanted to do that. Like because because you can have all the weirdness of a home brewer and all like the <laughs> the aloofness of a wino, but it's like but it's olive oil. Have you tried this bacon infused olive oil? It goes great with eggs. You know. All right, like, so here, but here's the question: Who would you prefer? An, an an artisanal olive oil maker. I don't know what an Oliver, if you will, <laughs> or, or or a fucking snotty wino. Mm, they're both kind of like awful, so I'm not sure. Um, I'm gonna have to go with the olive oil guy because like winos are kind of like. I feel like the only way to accept a wino is to be wine drunk. And, mm. and then talking to the wino, I feel like I could handle an olive oil, an Oliver. I feel like I could handle an Oliver sober, if that makes sense. I well, yeah, I I, I would go for the Oliver. Wait, yeah. it's, it's, here's what I was gonna say, the because so we I live in wine country. I mean, I'm like really close to some wineries, and then I've been up to NorCal, and there's wineries up there, and and I just think it is the whitest fucking hobby out there it is absolutely it it does not really get much whiter than being a winemaker (laughs) it it really like the only way you could make that lighter is if you wore a a pair of chinos in a a nice button-up and some tight boat shoes and you just walk down to the dock and you just said man i love being white like that that's the only way you could elevate that experience (laughs) You live thirty three percent of that. I, I know. <laughs> just just as a as a quick plug um, to our listeners, I love boat shoes. Mm-hmm. I think Sperry Docksiders are pretty much the best shoes on the face of the planet. <laughs> just putting that out there. Um, so here's here getting all the way back to the actual episode. I don't know where we went with that, but um, so in the Korean antique store, you you get this sort of trope of the hardworking old Asian lady sort of stuck in her own life. And, and who's Lane's uh, mother for everybody listening. Correct. And um, the interesting thing is once you get down to the details of her getting, uh, of Rory's friend getting set up with this future doctor, you actually find out he's a proctologist. I don't know if you, <laughs> I'm, I'm not making that up. I don't know I if know. you caught that, but, but proctology at 16 years old, that's that's the avenue you're going to go down. Not neurosurgeon or heart surgeon or family practice. Pre- you, you, at age 16, you are saying, you know what? For the rest of my life, I am going to be sticking men, sticking my fingers up people's assholes. All right, that's what I'm going to be doing. So on that note, and I, this is just a quick aside. I don't know if this is... Do proctologists actually fist? <laughs> no, um, not if they don't want to get sued. Um, okay. Also, I, I'm guessing the person that goes in for an exam really doesn't have the malleability to be fisted. Well, um, you, you don't know. Well, you don't know that. You, you, I mean, you never know what walks in the door. But um, so, so an, another interesting uh, quote. That uh, from Suki, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Yeah, that Suki is Wilson that McCarthy. Protestants love oatmeal. 
and I, I feel that I feel she she said so so basically, um, you know they're in the kitchen. Lorelai imparts the news to Suki that um, her daughter got into Chilton. She's like, oh, I got to do something. I got to bake cookies. Pro- Protestants love oatmeal, and I thought that was wonderful writing. And it, no, it is, and and it, I just have to step back for one minute. I think you were probably trying to get away from it, but I just want to revel in it for a moment. <laughs> we just we just went from fisting to Protestantism, so um, I we was, just did that. I was trying to run as far away from fisting as humanly possible, and you really can't get farther away from <laughs> fisting than um, our, our fan letters. Um, I- interestingly, we we do have a fan letter um, to, to oh, read cool. out. Um, yeah, it, awesome. it's it's from a guy. Um, he's actually. Um, he's in the Northeast, he doesn't specify, but well, let me just read this. Um, Dear Jenkins and Andy, I know that I've written you before and that you've never replied. But as an aside, we, we generally don't reply to fan mail, but but hear me out. Yep. Uh, I live in a quaint town in the Northeast, just like our beloved Lorelai and Rory. However, I can't seem to find a girl that responds to my sass and wit, much like they might. But... And, and it seems like the last time that I tried to pick up a lady at the coffee shop, the, the phrase that I used, you look like the next Grace Kelly, really didn't go anywhere. Well, I, I guess that's not sass, but at any rate, can you give me some relationship advice? Yours truly, Bob Clark. All right, Bob. Well, well thanks Bob, for writing, Bob. Um, well, t- t- for starters, I think the Grace Kelly reference is a little dated. He, he doesn't specify his age, though, so maybe that would be appropriate for him. Um, yeah. Now, now one question is now, Bob, are are you, are you, are you just going up cold and starting with the line because that is a horrible <laughs> way to go, absolutely awful. But I've done that though, but Bob, if I've done some dumb, I've said some lines that are just like, I can't believe that just came out of my mouth. Can I'm you sorry. Give us an example. I don't remember. It's been a long time. I think you're hiding something, but that's no. okay. I, I won't. I won't push the subject. Bob, I'm just gonna say it's okay. Like, I, I if you did do it bluntly, listen to Adam. He's right. Don't, but don't beat yourself up over it anyway. I mean, keep yeah. listening. Well, that's what yeah, I'm saying. yeah, you know, keep listening for more relationship tips. Um, you know, our analysis of this fictionalized Northeast really is going to play into your wheelhouse so just just keep coming back. <laughs> that's true um i will say i will say you may want to update that grace kelly reference just throwing that out there hmm. i have an i have a word of advice for you bob get get our goddamn names right if you're gonna write in that's that's my <laughs> yeah, advice yeah can we talk about that for a second J- <laughs> jenkins that's jenkins yeah, my name that's, is james yeah and andy and that's and that's no. and that's Adam, yeah. and that's your problem. Actually, the thing that the girl didn't like about you, Bob. Let's just get down to it. Is that you knew who the hell Grace Kelly was, but could you get with the current times? What's her name? It's not Matilda. It's fucking Mary. And you you said the wrong thing, and she's like, forget it. That's that's what happened. So Bob, learn people's names. And also maybe maybe update your reference and thanks for listening. We really appreciate you writing in. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, you can send um, all your fan mail uh, to fans at gilmoreboys.com, and we love to hear from you. Absolutely, we'll be uh, we'll hopefully feature some more feature or f- I can't speak. feature some more features. 
I think we're gonna we're, we're gonna feature some more features. That's what we'll do. We'll technically we would do that, but we're gonna feature some more fan mail in the future, hopefully, depending on how often you guys write in. We've gotten a couple fan mails so far, so keep them coming, guys and girls. So, so one one sort of uh, vibe that I was getting from the initial conflict between Lorelai and Rory, um, and this is purely based on my own references, w- was a sort of Louis C.K. vibe. And, and I, I want to read uh, just a quick quote from Louis C.K. <laughs> yes, I lo- please do. I, I love this kid so much that it's changed my whole life. I love other people more because of how much I love her. I love people that died years ago even more. My love has traveled time because of how completely I love her, and she loves me back. She's completely given value to life that didn't exist before, and I regret every decision that led to her birth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you're so mm, but Laura, that's and that's yeah, great. I know. And I'm a Louis C.K. fan. I, that, it's a stretch. It's a stretch, but. Well, but there, I would feel remiss if, if I didn't go there. But well, no, but that's you, a... you know that Lorelai has flicked off Rory. You you know that has happened. So I'd do it. Are you uh, Okay. I just said this. Okay, I think I think that's true. That okay. Louis C.K. is a legend. He oh. is. No and I don't have words for what he does. In fact, we should we could probably start another podcast just on his show alone. Mm. Um. Uh, but uh, but what he says about parents and their feelings toward kids are is a hundred percent. I don't have kids. I don't know. But it's Do got to be hundred percent. Kids that I don't right. know about. I don't know. No. That's what I'm saying. I, I oh. don't know. Okay. Uh, but um, I, I think all parents at some point. Hey, Nigel. Sounds like your dog's barking. Oh out. yeah, yeah. He's chiming in. Um, but I feel like parents at some level. I would no matter how much you love your son. Sometimes they turn around and you just got to think in your head like, oh, fuck you, man. You're a brat. <laughs> I would. Oh, oh absolutely. Oh, it, it, if if my father has, has not cursed me under his breath at some point in my life, I did not do a good job as a son. That's, that's true. A, it's just that that's how it is, man. Well, okay. And here's what I've been saying. And, th- and there's, there's validity to that. That because you, if you didn't plan, okay, Lorelai didn't plan for Rory. She got pregnant when she was sixteen. It was, it was an oops. She, but she would, she would do everything one hundred percent the same because she loves Rory, oh, hands yeah. down, of yeah. course. But there's a, she got a cool girl with Rory. First off, Rory is beautiful. I, I don't want to say hot. She's very um, nymph-like, and I, I mean that in the literal sense. I don't mean if, if you know, you guys that are listening, I don't mean like, oh, dude, she's a nympho. I mean like dude, in a traditional just, like... you're just digging yourself into a hole here. No, no, no. It's, it's okay. No. No, the fairy nymph, I mean, she's that like, like prepubescent, like she doesn't look like she's 16. It's weird. Yeah. But, but um, she, they, she, yeah, like she's beautiful. She's super smart. She's got a really cool head on her shoulder. She's mm-hmm. whimsical. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a crapshoot, and I and I've told oh, people yeah. this before. I don't know that I want children because there's no guaranteed ROI. <laughs> you know, Christ. right? I mean, <laughs> I mean, listen, listen to the future son or and or daughter that I may have in the future. Um, I don't know how you've turned out. Now you might be the worst being on the face of the earth. I'll still love you. But you could be a vile human being. Or you could be 
the best human being that's ever lived in the face of the earth and you're you're so wonderful it hurts and i'm crying inside right now from how beautiful you are but either way at this point in time i don't know that it could be either one it might be somewhere in the middle you might grow up to be a menendez brother you might kill me <laughs> or you might grow up to be i don't know i could be donda west and you're kanye and you're like buying me a house and Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. I'm done to West now in this. But anyway, back to the in, floor in this in this fantasy is Kanye West your son? <laughs> um, I I would love that. I know your love for I, Kanye, and I know your love for your future son. I'm just wondering if they're the same thing. So, as an interesting aside, um, I did the hmm. math, and Alexis Bledel, Rory Gilmore, was 19 yes. at the age of this pilot. So she does not look 19. She does not look 19 at all. She looks like 15, 14. 16, 14, somewhere around there. Okay. Great, okay, cast, so... great casting, though. It's really not a stretch to, to, to see that they're related. I mean, like... No. You know, no, it's all of these things operate on the... Uh, one fucking pretentious phrase. The suspension of disbelief. All of these things op- you know, operate on the suspension of disbelief. All fiction does. Um but, you know, this one, it's really not a stretch at all. Not a stretch. There's an elephant in the room i got to get out of the way. Okay. Do you know why it's not a stretch? And this might just be me. I, I don't. If Rory, a.k.a. Blex, Alexis Bledel, had 38 double Ds, it would be a little hard <laughs> to imagine that they were related. <laughs> but she doesn't. And I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but Adam's thought about it, and I've thought about it, and every boyfriend watching Gilmore Girls has thought about it. It makes sense. They both have similar breast sizes. That's the way it is. Sorry. It's out there. So, yes, good casting. (laughs) Good casting. The, 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 The only thing I have to add to that is, can you imagine the discussions... Of, of all these producers well you know she she did a great job but she's got big tits and i don't think yeah. that's gonna work so thank 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 you james for making me feel actually you know what i don't feel creepy about that because she is 19 at exactly so it's totally legitimate so there you know for, from the pilot onward it is a legitimate fair game man fair game, fair man. game. Mm-hmm. i uh, okay on the notion of rory one thing I wanted to point out in the last scene when she's walking away, I was pretty stoked about this because you said it. We're talking mid nineties. Mm-hmm. Rory's got a black choker. I kind of miss those. Those were kind of oh, cool. Oh, did she? Dude, those she were did. everywhere. I I dated a those girl were with everywhere. a black choker. I remember. Sure that. you did. Oh, absolutely. Of they were cool. Why well, are they? They well, they aren't still cool, but they were cool. I, I agree. They with should that. be. I know. What if we start? A, Available next week, we're actually going to have Gilmore Boys Black Chokers for sale on GilmoreBoys.com. So you guys just hang out and wait. Yep. Oh, Christ Almighty. Um. Oh, back. Okay, if you, it, let me, let me. Did you have something, Adam? Sorry, oh, I was going to no, go to something. Else. No, I'm, I'm, I'm good. One other thing that I was thinking about. Um, are you drinking right now, Adam? Yeah, I'm drinking water. Oh. I'm not drinking any fun stuff, sorry. We should start drinking on this show, I think. Oh, well, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I think you're onto something there. 
We should drink, and there was, I think there should be an obligatory drink for every Jack Kerouac reference in the show, oh, and there was there totally the first. Was. Shit, Jack, this is it? the first? Oh, I don't know, but I wrote first, it, down. it was the No, it was the very first scene when that guy tries to pick up Lorelai in Luke's uh, diner. You're right. You're she right. Goes, oh, like, You're how Jack very Kerouac. Jack Kerouac of you. So I would like to keep a running tally. This is Jack Kerouac reference number one. I'm sure there's many more to come. But first episode, first season pilot. Like three minutes in. Three minutes in, first Jack Kerouac reference. Setting the tone. Lorelai is a beat. Absolutely. She knows how to read. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Actually, that's another important character trait of Rory. um, Because... um, She's a reader. She's a reader. And the creepiness of Dean actually got offset by the compliment that he paid her in regards to her reading habits, if you'll notice that. He kind of used that as a lever to sort of get her away from the whole, wow, there's some guy just watching me from afar. Yeah, he was creeping on her, watching. Okay, but here's the weird thing. So I know from future episodes that that Rory is a reader, but my question is, she said during that conversation with Dean, um, something to the effect of she never read before. And I was like, Hmm? what? You don't just... Didn't she? She said something like, I'm not a, like, I'm, I am I don't really read, and this was the first book I chose was Moby Dick, and I was thinking, no, 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 and then no, no, after no. this. No, 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 what she no? said is, this is my first Melville, as in Herman Melville, the author of oh, Moby ooh, Dick. Ooh. She said, she said, um, it seems so okay. cliche to choose Moby Dick as your first Melville, but I did. Because I, I was going to say, if this is her first book, and then she goes on a Moby Dick, and then just is like, a reader now. No, you're not. I started out with Choose Your Own Adventure. You're a liar. But okay, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Um, here's what you I was going to say, that's though. What, that's why I'm here. I, I am here to correct the errors. or I am here to correct your memory of a show that existed 14 years ago. Here, Here's what I think, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. In my reading habits versus Adam's, let's equate it to this. Adam is Rory. He's an avid reader. <laughs> I... Um, I don't think Adam knows this guy yet, and I'm going to mention a forward character, which I shouldn't do, but I'll just say that I'm probably Jess, who you'll meet later on down the line. He's definitely a choose-your-own-adventure guy, so I'm, I'm with him. I just want to point that out. Right. Uh, maybe a Luke. Probably more of a Luke. I'm like a funny... He, re, Luke reads like Andy Cap and like Family Circus, and that's probably <laughs> it, right? <laughs> I think that's it. <laughs> And by the reader, way, he's a Reader's Digest man. I can yeah, feel he it. he likes the digest. Oh yeah. Okay, Luke. Here's our. Here's my official statement to you. And Luke's real name. I've looked him up. His name is Scott Gordon Patterson. Mm-hmm. Um, he, funny enough, I am a huge horror buff, and I couldn't stand the Saw films. But he was in four, five, and six. So mm-hmm. I, I think we actually have to um, rent those and watch those. Uh, probably. Uh, yeah. uh, he. He um he's 56 and I just want to say to you Scott uh you know I'm 2 hours south of LA I would love to have you on the show sometime so let's make that happen uh let's let's just do that so Scott Luke is one of our favorite characters on the show hands oh, down absolutely. we would love to have you sometime and anything we put down to Luke you know there are some uh let's say plain qualities about Luke but I don't There's there's want... a mi- there is a micro quality about him what does that mean mike a micro the dirty I mean, jobs I what... guy from discovery Anything? oh i thought you meant flat? okay mike i thought you meant micro like macro micro oh no like, dude i'm not there's that probably 
I ain't that Pete Man. Oh. No. But Mike Rowe is the host of Dirty Jobs. Wonderful show. Yep. And and he is mm-hmm. this sort of dirty American everyman. Now, I don't know if that's him in real life or if that's a character, but um, there, there are some parallels. Scott Patterson's uh, character, I, I, I like him because he is disillusioned but loyal. And I know he's loyal because I've watched ahead many episodes, and I know sure. that he's a loyal person. So he's sort of this sort of disillusioned, lovable curmudgeon, but he's he's loyal, and that's important in a character. But that's what actually our guy, and and I'm looking at pictures of him on Google Image Search right now. He just looks, I would hang out with Luke in a heartbeat, except for you, Luke, in this, you you seem to be in like a Navy outfit. That's kind of weird. But he looks like Putty in a lot of ways. Yeah. Which, uh, what's Putty's, what's what's that actor's name? Um, hold on. Again, a Family Guy member. I know. I was just about to bring, um, up, bring that up. That is, uh, oh, Stuart uh, or Patrick Warburton. I was gonna say that's Patrick not a Warburton. Stuart. That is not a Stuart. No. Patrick, Patrick Warburton. Warburton. Oh, he's Who? he's totally a Scott Patterson. Oh, dude, but, I'm I'm flipping tabs enough, back and forth. This guy. Yeah. Now wait. Now go on to Rob Riggle. Look at Rob Riggle, because Rob Riggle looks like Scott Patterson, looks like David Holy Putty. shit, he totally... How did I not make that connection? Holy so what, I, what we need to do is we need to have at least one episode where we get Rob Riggle. Rob, you're a great comedian. Oh, yeah. I need Scott Patterson on, because that's our Gilmore Girls link. Um, and then, uh, for shits and giggles, let's get Patrick Warburton on, and I mean that. For oh. shits and giggles, let's get Putty on. Absolutely. So anyway... If anybody wants to uh, reach out, we'll we'll have you guys on the show. Uh, but more likely, it'll just be me and Adam. That's oh, yeah. let's be serious. We're, we're you know it, it's just us talking about Korean antique stores in a fictional northeastern town, wondering which why a teenager wants to be a proctologist. And we're not. I, we got to be honest with you guys. When we hang up this recording, uh, this is. This conversation is going to still go. This is what we do. This is oh, what yeah. Adam and I do all oh, the time. Yeah. Let's um. Let's talk about Michelle or Michelle. Michelle? I gotta Michelle. look at. Yeah, he's is that Michelle? Frenchman that works the uh, front desk. I just I'm assuming Michelle, he's. Like, he, I'm assuming he's French. But yeah, it's, it's yeah, Michelle Gerard. Okay, to I just decided because I'm an idiot. I just googled Michelle. Nothing else. Just knowing that, like Google will be like, "Oh yes, here's Gilmore Girls." Of course, that's what you're looking at. So let me see. This is actually from Yannick Quebec. Truesdale. So he mm. is French Canadian. Okay, Yannick Truesdale is his real name. Mm-hmm. He is 44. Mm-hmm. Yannick, let me explain something. I'm sure you're a great actor in every way. I have not seen any of your other work, but I hate Michelle. I do not hate Yannick. Yannick, I don't know you. Um, you might be a horrible person, I don't know. But Michelle, I can't stand. Michelle is, what is he like? He's like the head of the desk up front at Lorelai's bed and, be- bed and breakfast. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's the obligatory effeminate man. I, from what I have gathered, and not that there's anything wrong with this either way, but from what I have gathered, he's not gay. If he was, that's fine. I have no problem with that. I just don't like that he's the obligatory effeminate character. Your thoughts? I, you know, I got more of just like a, 
he is the annoying or the annoyed Frenchman. He's sort of just this because you know the 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 point that the the front desk guy at a hotel does wield a certain power if you think about that and even even more mm-hmm. so at a small inn i i recently went to boston for a friend's wedding and we stayed at like this tiny old house it was rad but like dude they they had you by the balls i mean like it, you know the office was only open at certain times i mean they wield a certain power so this guy is ta- this character is taking that and sort of just going to fucking town with it and of course Lorelai is going to give him a chance right she, she's not she's she's yeah, not course. she's not just like this cold-hearted manager who's just going to let him go because let's be honest if there was a normal manager at that hotel sorry Yannick you, you wouldn't have a job but mm. Lorelai apparently just likes him but I you know I, I, I totally get where you're coming from I, I got more of just sort of the, the annoyed uh, overly important sort sort of vibe going on but yes, mean, he, he 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 does okay. dress quite effeminate or he does he does put off sort of an effeminate vibe though i'll give you that well and i, I don't know now that you've said that i mean i haven't been to many bed and breakfasts i'd rather just stay at like a i don't know mcdonald's oh. i'd like to stay above a mcdonald's actually but um i don't know i mean it makes me want to give Michelle a chance because if he is that snooty guy up front who, who wields the power, then I get that. I mean, I'm from upstate New York. I know the idea of being snooty or just you know being that person. But then again, I just can't stand it. It bugs me the archetype of the obligatory effeminate man. And yeah, he does dress effeminate, but I'm not so much worried about that. My my thing is this. He's just annoying. It's not oh, Michelle. Yeah. It's like every every character like this in every show. And here's what I think. I was thinking about it last night. I was writing notes down for the show, and I was like, okay, why do I not like him? Well, I don't like him just because it's annoying. It's fine. Um, I have several gay friends. I They're wonderful. I'm not talking about the, the homosexual community. I'm talking about this. Why do women... Because this show... It's hands down written for women, and I don't mean that in a derogatory way. It just is, okay? Oh, yeah. Um, th- there's there's no girl out there that truly loves Trailer Park Boys. I do, <laughs> but I don't think there's a girl out there that really loves Trailer Park Boys, right? So that's okay. So women seem to need, at least as far as the media will show us and, and popular you know, sitcoms will show us, women need that feminine... N- Counterpart. They need the the like best friend, the best gay friend. So here's what I'm thinking: it is. Maybe I'm being stereotypical. I think it's because men are douchebags. I will admit this. Um, men are just. I I would much prefer to hang out with ladies myself. Beer, They're way more fun. Cars. Except, football. Except yes, exactly. They're the Lukes, but Luke is way cool. That's the difference. Luke is really yeah. really cool. Mm-hmm. So okay. Now, women are attracted to men, at least Wait, heterosexual women. Do you have women. evidence? So, do, I don't think I, that's a thing. I'm sorry, I do. I do actually have evidence, but I can't talk about that. But, but uh, <laughs> This is a family podcast, damn it. That's true. Heterosexual, I don't know that it is. We went to from fisting to Protestantism. <laughs> it's done. Uh, um, we already have a parental advisor on this episode. But, but really, heterosexual women love men in a general sense. Okay. Yeah. But... 
they can't deal with the douchiness 24-7. I can't. I can't be around guys that long. So they need the the uh, the gay best friend because they're the man. They've got a lot of man quality, male qualities, but there's also just the fun down-to-earth stuff that, that girls bring to the table. And I think that's what it is. I think for a, girl, for a woman, if I was a woman, to be completely well-rounded and have all my, like, all my needs filled, I'd have a really cool, you know, husband, boyfriend, whatever, and then I'd have a gay best friend, and I'd have best of both worlds. That's what I think. And, and I gotta say it again, I have, this, Adam and I are probably the most PC, un-PC people. Oh, Jesus. Uh, as, you know, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, so I, um, yeah, so, uh, that, that, th- there's nothing wrong with being gay. That, whatsoever. that was a ride. That that was a that was a good dip into gender roles and into the roles of uh, you know all the shades of gray that come in between. So bravo, sir. Well, what what do you think though? I mean, um, I I think you're looking into it a little bit too much. But but he <laughs> he, he, he does. I'm just being honest. Um, I, I, he does fulfill that sort of trope of the effeminate best friend um doesn't always have to be gay i i, I actually no. I, I'm, I'm not lying right now I, I don't know very much about his character in future episodes so i don't know if if that's part of his character or not um i don't either uh but i mean that's a common trope um like you said you know it, it just mm-hmm. it happens um that being said yannick we'd love to have you on the show just put that yep. out there yannick come on out we'd love yeah. it yeah Just a quick awkward silence really quick. That was nice. Um, Just Uh the the final quote that I've written down, um, Mm -hmm. Rory's uh, Korean friend, I keep forgetting her name, I'm not really sure why. Um, What's her name? Lane. Lane, okay. So Lane Lane. says, (laughs) how do I look? Korean? Rory says, spitting image. Wonderful, wonderful dialogue. Yeah, there's a lot of that. I mean, they were trying to get that out of the way, the the whole... Yeah, I know. Yes, we we know you're Korean, Lane. I know. Um, yeah. Hey, I actually forgot. We actually, what's up? Oh no! Oh, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say we we need to take a quick break for a sponsor. Uh, they have paid us, so I can't not go through with it. So before we start to wrap up today's episode, I I need to make get that out there. So quick word from our sponsor, Roy's Anti Diabetes Cookies. Love sweets. Are you the one at dinner parties with the sweet tooth? But feel like you're getting closer to being clinically diagnosed with diabetes? Well, oh boy, here comes Roy. Roy's anti-diabetes cookies contain absolutely no sugar. In fact, they contain no sweeteners at all. Roy's cookies contain only eggs, water, and flour for a bind so you won't overindulge. In fact, you'll probably have trouble getting them down. Next time you reach for a pound cake, chocolate mousse, or just a nib of your favorite tiramisu, thrust your loins toward Roy's. Roy's anti-diabetes cookies, that's taste. Snotwantnot.com. Just use the code GilmoreBoys at uh, checkout for a discounted shipping of eighteen ninety five. It's regularly nineteen ninety five. So again, that's tastenotwantnot.com. Royce, thank you so much for being our first sponsor. Yeah, and we're passing the savings on to you, especially our diabetic Indeed. listeners out there. Yep. There's got to be a couple. There's got to be a couple. Well, um, you know, now that we've got that official uh, business out of the way, is, is there anything else we want to talk about before we wrap up here? 
Mm, and yeah, Roy, sorry we waited to the last minute for you I guys. Know. But sorry, we, next you know we were we were talking out. about Protestants and fisting and race relations. I mean, it's just it's a whirlwind. Well, I I think there's one thing I wanted to point out, and I thought this was pretty apropos for the whole show, and I also think it's a nice way to little way to end our first episode. The the last song, I don't know who. I don't know who the song was by. It was kind of a cool song. But the song, as this episode uh, rounded out and they're in the diner talking to one another, it kind of faded out. We had a camera slow pan backwards and we saw, uh, or we heard the song, Welcome to Our Little Corner of the World. And I thought that was kind of quirky. I thought it was really cute and indicative of Lorelai and and Rory. Very nice. It is uh, an uncredited song called My Little Corner of the World by Stephen Bertrand and performed by Kit Getty. I hope I'm pronouncing Steve Bertrand. Why does that sound familiar? I'm looking him up. Let's look up. Um, Steve, you just look like uh, I don't know. You look like uh, just any you know any old guy that would work at IBM or whatever. So oh, uh, that's cool. Well, well, on that exciting note, thank you very mm-hmm. much for listening to the Gilmore Boys. Um, we will be back very soon to talk about episode number two from season one and uh james just as a quick icebreaker before we go here freudian thoughts Mm -hmm. three words Mm. go chimpanzee uh oh god uh uh charmin charmin toilet paper and uh can we connect these at the end because i've already got a connection um and uh, third, the third one, um, I, I don't know. Like a, I'm just in my mind, I'm seeing like a, <laughs> seeing a glittery tube top. <laughs> I don't. You know I, what? I'll take it. I will take it. So you 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 heard it here, glittery tube tops and all. Um, mm-hmm. that about Adam James James. Adam, we need yeah. three. We need three Freudian words from you. What are you thinking about right now? Three, two, one. Um, candy cigarettes, uh, panda bears, mm. and Beck's the beer. That's all. No, I got not the you. artist. Not the artist. Okay. Um. Well. I'm, no. Uh, can, can I can I redact that? I I want to go with Beck the artist. That's my third. Would Sig- Sigmund Freud would he allow a redaction? I don't think so. But well, I'll, he, allow he, he, I'll allow he, it. He would. He'd roll with it, but then he'd analyze it later. Hey, you're the psychology major. I do have a background in psychology, oddly enough. But thank you so much for uh, listening to Gilmore's... What is it? (laughs) Gilmore Boys. Uh, Thank you for listening to the first episode. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the first episode of uh, Boy Gilmore's, and we'll be back (laughs) with episode two soon. Thank you for listening to Gilmore Boys. Until next time. 